This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Tourism, construction, agriculture. I mean, you're going to have vegetables rotting in the fields. You're going to have construction sites that will lie dormant uh, or certainly will struggle to get workers to be able to, uh, to, to to help make sure that they can make progress. The tourism is it tourism and restaurant industry in particular, you know, rely on the, on these workers. That's uh, Congresswoman Debbie was a man schnitz yesterday talking about how, you know, we need the slave labor from the open border. They, uh, they always talk about this to, you know, mop restaurant floors and you know, Ellis Island was open for 62 years as the gateway to the United States for immigrants coming across the great Atlantic Ocean. And about 12 million immigrants came in over the course of 62 years. Got the Corleone family, you know, <laughs> Vito Andolini. He was a little sick. They had a, a medical uh, tent there that they... They had to quarantine him for a while, young Vito. He was kind of sickly. He grew up okay, though. And uh, we may have more than 12 million people come across our southern border illegally. Everybody came in through Ellis Island, came in legally. About 12 million people. 62 years. couple of generations plus. Six plus decades. And we may have, uh, you know, members of Congress are talking about 15 million illegal crossings, even in just the first two years of Joe Biden's only term in office as president. Think Joe Biden's going to make it to the finish line? Huh. Hard to say. I don't know. It's looking a little, uh, looking a little poorly. Do you, you see him in uh, Japan with his cheat sheet? There are pictures now, once again, of uh, Joe Biden. They gave him a. Uh, printout with talking points, and they have uh, bullet points for them with uh, dots at the beginning. You can't put three dots. You can't use an ellipsis with Joe Biden because, as you know, anytime you put an ellipsis in the teleprompter or uh, on a cheat sheet with him, he doesn't know exactly what to do with it, but he, but he does it anyway. Period. <laughs> period. Period. See, that's a Mr. President. That was an ellipsis. That was an ellipsis. Please don't read the periods aloud. So they had to do away with uh, ellipses in the uh, cheat sheets for him. Yeah, but another picture of uh, Joe with his talking points memo. And I love it because they've got, uh, you know, the, the fourth talking point is all underlined for him. And then the sixth talking point. And then I think the ninth and tenth talking points. They have these talking points for him because he don't know nothing. His brain, she's a no good that brain of his, she's a broke. That's a no good a brain. That's a no good. That is uh, that is something. That's your Democrat party. Yeah, Debbie was a man schnitz. And they uh, and we had Hank Johnson about a week ago or two weeks ago, the Democrat from from uh, Georgia, who um, famously thought that the island of Guam would flip over 
if we put a bunch of Marines on one side of the island because he thinks that islands in the Pacific are like Frisbees in your swimming pool and may flip over at any moment. He doesn't know much about geology, don't know much biology. Um, boy, oh boy. These are our members of Congress. You know? And now Joe Biden is president. You know, when you were a little kid and your mother told you anybody can become president of the United States, you may not have believed it then, but it's been proven true again and again, hasn't it? Everyone except for Hillary Clinton, that is. However, um, which is just <laughs> Hillary Clinton in 2016. <laughs> I came home the other day from work, and my best girl was uh, had her laptop. I just walked through the door, and her laptop was open, and she was laughing, and she was laughing. As, as you know, quite often we laugh a lot. And uh, I said, what are you looking at? She said, uh, somebody sent me a, a, you know, a, a thing to election night 2016. <laughs> and it is funny. You can find them on YouTube. I, I don't think they've banned and banished all those things. But watching like CNN and MSNBC and the Hillary Clinton headquarters on election night 2016 is funny stuff. Funny stuff. You, President, this is the greatest country in the world. We've got a whole system set up to keep people like you from ever becoming president. Quit your day, dreaming melon head. <laughs> um, well, not everyone can become president, but you know, almost, almost everyone. Uh, you know, and let me say, we were talking about this because one of our brilliant callers uh, um, uh, the other day said, do you think Hillary Diane Rodham Clinton will run for president in 2024? And I think that if Joe Biden ends up rolled up in a Persian rug, can't say oriental rug. You have to say Persian rug. Uh, if, he, uh, if Joe Biden ends up rolled up in a rug out at Fort Marcy Park, you know, where they found Vince Foster after Hillary berated him publicly in front of all the White House staff, then Hillary will run. If Joe Biden drops out, then she will magnanimously step in. And uh, we'll hear that happening. Boom, 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 boom. What's that? The earth is shaking. Hillary is stepping in. And uh, she'll run. She'll, I guarantee, because she'll have to save the the world and the you know the country and the party from Kamala Harris. Kakala, Kakala Harris, but she'll definitely run if she can. And you know, speaking of Hank Johnson, of Hank Johnson, who said that Guam, the island of Guam and the Pacific Ocean, would flip over if we moved Marines to Guam from another island in the Pacific. <laughs> you know. Um, Okinawa or something. And uh, there's a story yesterday that kind of goes with Hank Johnson thinking that the island of Guam would flip over if you put too many people in it. And the uh, New York Post has the story. NYC, that's New York City, NYC is sinking under the weight of its buildings, comma, geologists warn. Well, they're geologists. I'm not a geologist, so they must know, and I don't. The city that never sinks is the lead sentence in the New York Post. New geological research warns, they're going to get more money for research based on this. New geological research warns that the weight of New York City's skyscrapers is actually causing the Big Apple, whose more than 1 million buildings weigh nearly 1.7 trillion pounds. Shouldn't it be in tons rather than pounds? They, They like the bigger number the geologists do. Like funding, they like the bigger number for funding too. One point seven seven trillion pounds of buildings, one million buildings, causing the island of Manhattan to sink lower into its surrounding bodies of water. 
This is truly tragic, isn't it? You know, but have you ever been to Venice? See, it's the city of canals. <laughs> it's a beautiful, everybody loves Venice, right? My best girl and I have been to Venice repeatedly. Say at beautiful places, and they don't have roads. They have uh, canals. And maybe New York City could become our own city of canals, right? We have canals in cities, right? Remember the Hurricane Katrina and uh, New Orleans? They did such a good job with that, didn't they? Mayor C. Ray Nagan. Is C. Ray Nagan still in prison, or do they let him out? Of, I think he's out of prison now. But he was the one, remember, that said, we're not, we're not leaving. We're going to stay and party especially in the Lower Ninth Ward, which is below sea level and has a levee around it uh, maintained by the government. But never mind that. So the city is plopping closer to the water at a rate of one to two millimeters a year. What's that going to mean in 100 years? That's uh, honestly. With some areas subsiding much faster, while that may not seem significant to untrained eyes, that's me, the gradual descent makes New York City extremely vulnerable to natural disasters, according to lead researcher and geologist Tom Parsons of the United States Geological Survey. Lower Manhattan, for example, is particularly at risk. And uh, sell your real estate now there. Get, get out. Get out of the real estate thing there now. Maybe they should put up sandbags. Maybe surrounded. Maybe put a little uh, retaining wall, something like that. <laughs> You know, we're, we've become a culture incapable of dealing with anything. We just panic. You know? um, honestly, in Holland, they've been shoring stuff up for centuries now with levees, and they redirect the water, divert the water. And so it's particularly at risk in lower Manhattan. There is concern for both Brooklyn and Queens. I'll take Manhattan, the Bronx, and Staten Island, too. According to the study, and on CNN today, CNN, have you heard of CNN? It used to be a news organization. They have a reporter, I'm making quotation marks with my fingers, and his name is Bill Weir. Bill Weir. Is he related to, related to Bill Nye, the science guy? Because they're both named Bill. Here's uh, Bill Weir of uh, CNN. If this is where you get your news, uh, you, know, you know what I, what I like to say about the news business? It's never too early to panic. Never too early to panic. But now we know the U.S. Geological Survey answered your, your child's pestering question. How much does New York City weigh? 1.7 trillion pounds. That's a pretty staggering number. And it matters because we live in the age of sea level rise, thanks to the 1.7 trillion tons of carbon dioxide and other heat-trapping gases that are in the 1.7 trillion but twice. It sort of brings it home right now. You know, uh, the Republicans have agreed to increase the national debt by $1.7 trillion. Actually, it's $1.5 trillion, but who's counting, really? Obviously, nobody. I, I love the, uh, the story they've got. They've got graphics and stuff of the Statue of Liberty um, in water up to her armpit on the raised arm with the torch. And, uh, and the city, the Manhattan skyline, is sinking into the ocean behind it, and there's, a ta- there's the tail of a whale uh, going there because it's sinking. We're sinking. We're sinking. I'm melting. I'm melting. Um, you know, the left is in a constant state of apocalyptic panic, aren't they? You'd think that they just, you know, smoke a joint and calm down, <laughs> but they don't, do they? They, uh, these people, Bill Weir, uh, not the science guy. But this is the reality. It's it's expected that the East Coast is about 
uh, the Atlantic coast four times more vulnerable to sea level rise than the rest of the global average. And cities that are sinking, this isn't just happening here, it's happening around the world. Subsidence makes it worse, so cities that are sinking are going to see three to four times the sea level rise. The, the, right now, the science says it could be, depending on how fast we cut back on fossil fuels, anywhere from seven inches to two feet by 2050. I feel okay. I live in a fairly tall building, so I think I'm okay. <laughs> the, you, know, I, you know, the thing is, all my life, it's been... Um, uh, acid rain and a hole in the ozone and the, then the coming ice age and the armadillos were headed south and that's how we all knew they're probably geologists or something the armadillos are headed south and and uh, where was my best girl recently she was uh, she was traveling and she came back and said yeah we were on our way to the airport and there were four armadillos dead armadillos on the side of the road upside down legs up armadillos and I'm like well that's a clear sign of uh, of uh, the coming ice age. That's the, because that's what they told us in the 1970s. The armadillos were headed south because the armadillos knew. I'm tapping my right temple with my right index finger because the armadillos knew there are no dopes. They were uh, running from the coming ice age. And then they changed that. They threw all that out. Never mind that. Wait, now it's global warming and you're causing it and we can stop it, but we're going to have to take a bunch of your stuff. Uh, and then the weather will be real nice. I would like, uh, I would like the weather, you know. Uh, anybody remember September 11th, 2001? Radical Islamic jihadi terrorists attacked the United States and airliners, hijacked airliners. Um, but it was a beautiful day. The weather was perfect. And if the Democrats could just freeze the weather uh, the way that it was that day, I think that would be perfect. Light breeze, you know, puffy clouds like the Simpsons, and uh, perfect temperature. I think that would be great. So... Can anybody get the message to the Democrats to when they're done fixing the weather that it should be like that day? And also, I'd like uh, I'd like the sun to never go down. Can we arrange that? I think they can do that. Based on the claims that they've made, I think they can do it. Of course, they're going to have to take all our stuff to make that happen. And when you consider that it really isn't the skyscrapers that's the biggest problem, it is the sea level rise. That's what I'm most afraid of, honestly. Fortunately for me, I don't own a mansion on the ocean. But, uh, you know, if you go around the world, you'll notice that there aren't a lot of houses on the ocean that are 400 years old. <laughs> because every now and then the ocean belches and uh, wipes everything out along the, the coast, see? And if you've been to Venice, they keep talking about Venice sinking. They put lines on the sides of buildings there for centuries. This is how high the water got in, like 1,492. And, and uh, the city's uh, still there. Everybody calm down, would you? Just lighten up. You know, the amount of water on the planet Earth, it, you know, it evaporates because of heat from the oceans and it rises into the atmosphere. Then it comes down as rain. Uh, calm down, okay? <laughs> where, where do you think the additional water is coming from? <laughs> What happened to all that water from the glaciers during the ice ages? Oh, well, made the Great Lakes. Oh, that's great. Let's go water skiing. Just calm down. BOGO is back. You know, buy one, get one free. Eden Pure is having their famous BOGO deal on the thunderstorm air purifiers. When you buy one thunderstorm, you get one for free. No matter how many you buy, you get an equal number for free. You buy two thunderstorms, you get two for free. You see how this is going to go? You buy 14, you get 14 for free. It's a pretty good deal. The thunderstorm will completely eliminate any odor, even the worst odors like 
you know, smelly pets and cigarette smoke. If Michael Moore should stop by your house, no match for the Eden Pure Thunderstorm. Your mother-in-law's cooking, take care of that lickety split. Now is the time to order the Eden Pure Thunderstorm. Buy one, get one free sale is this week only. They've sold more than 350,000 units. Take a look at uh, the countless five-star reviews on Al Gore's amazing internet. It works like a champ. I have two at home right now. People are buying several for around the house and, and as gifts, too. Put one in your bedroom, your living room, any place you'd like to breathe clean, fresh air. Just go to EdenPureDeals.com, use the discount code CHRIS, that's me, and, uh, you know, that's EdenPureDeals.com. The discount code is CHRIS. And get a load. Shipping is free. Not so bad. Yeah. I wonder how somebody should go ask Hank Johnson about, about Manhattan, don't you think? See if uh, he thinks the problem is too many Marines. That could be the issue there. Hey, Chris here with some exciting news. Now you can listen to me live on the WMAL app. Doesn't matter if you're in your car, in the office, on the go. The WMAL app delivers crystal clear, around-the-clock news coverage anywhere with cell service or Wi-Fi. So don't miss a second of your favorite shows. Download the WMAL app today on the Apple App Store or at Google Play Store. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. The Democrats are fighting over uh, Diane, Senator Dianne Feinstein, California Democrat. They're, uh, they're trying to, you know, start throwing dirt onto her to take her seat. And Adam Schiffless, the inchworm, the biggest liar in Washington, D.C. No one lies like him. He's the king. He should get an award from the Democrat Party. Probably will. Uh, the New York Times has an article Feinstein frailer than ever after illness, but unwilling to leave Senate. Senator Dianne Feinstein, comma, 89, comma, whose recent bout with shingles included contracting encephalitis. Was it um, uh, cerebral encephalitis? And uh, so they're, they're trying to hit her in the back of the head with a shovel uh, to get rid of her. They're going to send Anthony Perkins into her kitchen uh, to get rid of her because the Democrats want that seat. Now, they've already got the seat, and she votes with them 100% of the time. But it's time to, you know, I'm reminded of the uh, uh, September 11th, 2001, since I brought it up a few minutes ago, when the planes crashed into the buildings and some imams in the Arab world were handing out, you know, chiclets and candy to the kids in the streets to celebrate. Yay, yay, mass murder is happening in the name of uh, Islam. And... Uh, that's uh, kind of the way the Democrats view seats in Congress. They, uh, and they don't care if uh, Dianne Feinstein, they just want her out of there so they can horse trade for the seat. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about... 
how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. Michael and I were uh, talking during the break about uh, Manhattan sinking. Uh, Manhattan, the island in uh, you know New York City, is sinking because of all the buildings, and then <clears throat> it's real bad on CNN because you see the the island is sinking because the buildings, so it's you know the fault of people, and uh, the oceans are rising at the same time, and especially they said on the uh, east coast of the United States. Uh, on the Atlantic coast, but not so much on the West Coast because the Pacific knows how to deal with this and the Atlantic doesn't, right? And maybe it's the media places are on the East Coast and and out on the West Coast might make uh, might make a big difference there. But um, we decided to, we're gonna have to talk to some members of Congress see if they can introduce a resolution to prohibit uh, Jerry Nadler from uh, entering the island of Manhattan. If he lives there, he should be forced to move. And uh, if Chris Christie, if Chris Christie has a condominium there, he should be barred. We should uh, prohibit Jerry Nadler and Chris Christie from tunnels, bridges. Got to stay off the island of Manhattan. It's sinking. You got to do your part. Got to do your part. That's the thing about that. Speaking of San Francisco, San Francisco, here's uh, here's the headline from the New York Post. San Francisco selects Darcy Drollinger as first drag laureate in U.S. I like how it's the first, like there will be many more. The drag laureate, and it's a uh, cross-dressing person who is a man that dresses as a woman. The nation's first ever drag laureate was named Thursday in San Francisco. I would expect them to lead the way on this. Well-known drag performer... Really? In, like in one, in one neighborhood. And nightclub owner Darcy Drollinger was selected to the ambassador-esque position by Mayor London Breed. London Breed is falling down. Who called her a bright star in the Golden City. That's not actually, it's a, like Golden Shower City. Uh, the uh, Boy, oh boy. The role lasts for 18 months, a span where Dollinger said she, meaning he, plans to make the city sparkle. Well, first you have to get some uh, trucks, like the fire trucks from uh, airports or something with water cannons on the back and go around and give the city a good old hosing down. Got to give the city a good old, with a disinfectant, I think. Let's start with that. And then, then you can put glitter in the water cannons later and go around and you can make it sparkle. My goal is to make San Francisco sparkle. I think drag performers bring a lot of sparkle and humor and glamour and silliness to the world. I was talking about this the other day. And that's how it always used to be, but now, now they've gone crazy. I think that's part of why drag is so successful, said Dollinger, a man who uses female pronouns when in drag. See, when in drag. But here's the, here's the thing, and I was talking about this the other day, like RuPaul, and I was talking about these drag brunches they have at a restaurant in my old neighborhood in D.C., uh, Adams Morgan, a place called Perry's. It's a sushi place, and they have drag brunch, and, you know, big men with beards dress as women. 
And it's uh, and and what uh, uh, this drag queen is describing here, you know, it brings a lot of sparkle and humor, humor, and glamour and silliness to the world. And that's what the drag thing was always about before the Democrats lost their minds. And there are pictures of this drag queen person, and and uh, you know he's making faces and being funny because it's like comedy, you know. Having the drag laureate position takes what we're doing and really um, elevates it and gives it a deeper amount of credibility. Yeah, we have a poet laureate in the United States of America, of course. You know, your uh, accolades and laurels come your way. You're a laureate. And, um, and that's, you know, this used to be something that was done tongue-in-cheek and done for fun. Now the Democrats have mainstreamed all of this, haven't they? Yes, they have. Absolutely crazy. I mentioned earlier there's a story in the Washington Post today, which I get at my front doorstep. Texas nears transgender care ban for minors. For minors. You know, we played audio here a while back of a medical doctor uh, who used to be a man and had surgery and stuff and now says, I'm a lady. And uh, every fiber of the person's being and every cell and the DNA tests would all say that the person is a man, but the Democrat Party has thrown science out with the bathwater. Know what I'm talking about? But this uh, now identifying as one medical doctor who performs surgeries on people to alter their their uh, physical presence said that when you uh, give young boys puberty blockers, which you do before puberty, um, that they will never have a normal sex life and they will never have, uh, pardon the coarse language, they will never have an orgasm. And uh, you'll, that means you'll, you take your son and turn him into a eunuch. Every single child who was, or adolescent, who was truly blocked at Tanner stage two is, has never experienced orgasm. I mean, it's, it's really about zero. Dr. Marcy Bowers, medical doctor, surgeon, Dr. Marcy Bowers, used to be a man, now says he's a lady. Uh, and uh, puberty blockers, uh, you don't even have to go the surgical route, just give the puberty blockers. Never have a sex life will be rendered eunuch. Uh, and that's what the Democrat Party is pushing for, for children all over the country and later the world. Texas nears transgender care ban for minors. Now, they're minors. We, uh, we looked this up today. My best girl and I were talking about this. In, uh, now, that means under the age of 18, right? In the state of Maryland, for example, and this is true in many places, in the state of Maryland, you cannot go to a tanning salon unless you're at least 18 years old. Most places you can't get a tattoo unless you're 18 years old. We did a story here a few weeks ago. A father got in trouble for piercing his son's ear because his son was not yet 18 years old. Uh, but the Democrats are, are going hog wild on this push for, you know, transgender minors, and they call it care. That's what they call it. It's uh, genital mutilation is what we used to call it when we saw it in other countries. Some families consider fleeing the state amid looming crackdown. The media and the Democrats love the word crackdown these days. The story out of Houston from the Washington Post on the transgender care ban for minors Lisa Stanton is uh, prepared, she's preparing her 12-year-old transgender daughter, Maya, and their family for fleeing the state due to a ban on gender-affirming treatment 
They left out for minors here. That was newly approved by Texas lawmakers this week and is expected to go in effect into effect in September. In September. There's a, a song, I think, in here somewhere. Maybe a musical play. 12-year-old transgender daughter. Now, when Lisa Stanton, obviously a Democrat, says that uh, she, presumably she, is preparing her 12-year-old transgender daughter, Maya. Now, does that mean that this is a biological boy or a biological girl? And as far as the Washington Post is concerned, that doesn't care. We have a safe folder, she said. We have folders ready to go with all our documents and passports, and we have cash on hand. Uh, You know, it's like the Socialist Workers Party is going to come storming over the hill uh, and come for them like they're the Von Trapp family, you know? High on a hill, there's a lonely goat herd. (laughs) We have an escape route if it's needed. Why don't you just get in your big old SUV and get the hell out of here now? Is it going to happen real suddenly that uh, the... uh, Stanton said the alternative is we pick up and move and we're officially political refugees or we stay and fight for our home. We shouldn't have to leave. This is wrong. But like Stanton and her family, many other families said they're considering moving or seeking care out of state after the Texas legislature's vote on Wednesday to approve a bill banning hormone and puberty-blocking treatments. Now, they keep leaving out uh, about the minors. It's in the headline, but then in the body of the story, it keeps going away. Because you only use puberty blockers on people that are uh, pubescent or prepubescent, which means you're a minor, if I remember correctly, and I think I do. For transgender minors... The bill would force the Texas Medical Board to revoke a physician's license for those who violate the ban. This would prohibit taxpayer funds from being used for transgender health care. You mean for minors. Not uh, and, and, and really, uh, taxpayers should be paying for transgender stuff for adults, much less for kids or from going to any person or entity that provides or facilitates the treatment. With a signature from Governor Greg Abbott, a Republican, Texas will become the largest state to ban such medical. Well, it is one of our largest states, after all. You know, so I would kind of expect that it would be. For minors, Abbott, Governor Abbott, left no question about his intention during a Thursday appearance on Fox News. I'll be signing it. He said, that's it. That's got him upset at the Washington Post. Isn't that amazing? The parents of transgender children, however, you know, your children shouldn't be transgender. Leave the children alone. Teacher, leave those kids alone. Let's not be critical of people just because they want to have sex with a five-year-old. That's the Democrat Party's position today. That's uh, pretty amazing stuff. We have another uh, story, a Governor Abbott-involved story. Uh, But that's your Democrat Party there. Uh, Child genital mutilation is a major push of the Democrat Party. And uh, some of it can be chemical with hormones and things. But then, you know, chop, chop, fizz, fizz. Oh, what a relief it is. And now let's go to this uh, other story because this is pretty amazing, too. Um, The Fox News Radio. And the reporter is uh, Gary Baumgarten. Uh, Gary Baumgarten, I actually heard this on the radio driving in this morning when I was uh, coming into the radio station. 
And uh, it turns out that Governor Abbott, he's been uh, packing up uh, busloads of illegal aliens that are spilling across the border by the millions and sending them to New York and to, and to Chicago. They're sleeping in the airports and school buildings and, and all over the streets and don't speak English and don't have any money and um, you know not well-educated and weren't invited into the country. Well, they were invited into the country by the Democrats. But listen, because now sending to Denver, Denver, Colorado, is that a border city, border state? And, and they're all uh, sanctuary cities until the illegals start showing up. And then, you know, they go into some sort of a gender panic. panic. Here's uh, Fox News radio reporter Gary Baumgarten. Texas Governor Greg Abbott says the migrants were dropped off in a park near the state capitol. Jill Ills of Denver's Emergency Operations Center says the migrants need help with essentials. Basic sanitary needs like soap, um, toothbrushes and toothpaste, and those kinds of things are in desperate need. Wait a minute. Toothbrushes are in desperate need? I think you mean to say that you're in desperate need of soap and toothbrushes and toothpaste. Not that soap is in desperate need. What what could soap need? Water? How about uh, toothbrush and toothpaste? You already have both of those. Uh, toothbrush is in desperate need of a of toothpaste, and toothpaste is in desperate need of a toothbrush. So um, that was grammatically incorrect. But what's her name? Jill Ills. You think she's related to Chill Wills from the old movies, <laughs> old Western movies and stuff? Jill Ills might be related to Chill Wills, but uh, in desperate need. And they uh, so they showed up, and they're uh, dropped off near a place. And then, uh, believe it or not, the people are needy. They need stuff, which is just crazy. And, um, boy, they're dropping them off. And now, suddenly, they're in need. Do you think the people along the southern border in Texas need soap? Do you think they need uh, toothpaste and toothbrushes? Because I haven't seen a lot of news reporting about the millions of people that just spilled across our border. My brother, Daniel, a reporter, uh, TV reporter at KUSI in San Diego, was down at the border last week. And I talked to him on the phone afterward. He said it is a refugee camp down there. It is a third world refugee camp. And the Democrats did that. I think they need soap and toothbrushes and toothpaste, too. Uh, You may remember Mayor Eric Adams in New York um, uh, saying, you know, really, this is Texas's problem. Don't bother New York with it. The Texas governor invited us to the border. Uh, What the Texas governor should do is invite those who were trying to find housing in his state to give them housing instead of uh, sending them here. This is a real crisis. And I don't know um, why people are trying to downplay this crisis of almost 100 new arrivals a day. All of those border states that are not doing what we're doing, they need to do a better job. Uh, 100 illegals arriving a day. In the most populous city in the United States of America, New York City, it is sinking, though. you got to keep that in mind. I think uh, you'd offset this by having Jerry Nadler stay off the island. You could bring in 100 illegal aliens for every Jerry Nadler. Um, and, and, and the crises? How many crises are there? He said he'd, it's the plural singular issue, issue there. And there are 100 a day. But, you know, uh, not only should Texas give them toothbrushes and toothpastes and soap, should give them all housing, millions of people. And that's New York City's attitude is, uh, you know, that's your problem. You uh, you deal with it. Then he changed his mind a little bit later on when there were several hundred illegal aliens. He's now busing them to Rockland County outside of the city and dropping them off in 
small suburban towns with a population of 3,000. This should not be happening to New York City, Chicago, Los Angeles, and the other big northern cities, and really should not be happening to El Paso or Brownsville, Texas. Right. No city should be carrying this burden. It's a national problem, and it needs a national solution. Oh, see, he finally came around. And you know what that means? You know what that soundbite means? That Governor Abbott's plan finally worked. Hey, and I love this, you know, it shouldn't be New York and Chicago and other northern cities. No, because it's your problem. Screw you, down south. You give them housing. No, you give them housing. Let's send a million of them to New York City. They should get Amtrak involved. The buses aren't moving fast enough. They keep dropping them off by uh, the vice president's residence in D.C. too. So, uh... You know, score. I'm uh, chalking up one on the board there for Governor Greg Abbott. P1, Eric Adams lost. I, uh, I checked the American Medical Association website, the Advocacy Resource Center, on the matter of indoor tanning salons and indoor tanning restrictions for minors. And I'll have you know that the World Health Organization, the, you know, the who? Yes. The, what? what? Uh, the World Health Organization has recommended that no one under the age of 18 use tanning beds or sun lamps. But if genital mutilation is your thing, then by all means, knock yourself out. And for parents and people running schools and, and all of that, honestly... So the World Health Organization says, I wonder what they say about gender transformation. Because it's gender affirming. You, you're a boy, you decide you're a girl, and then the surgery only affirms the decision that you've made. Never mind biology. Uh, let's go to, uh, let's go to uh, uh, the phones. We, don't, we got about a minute, but let's go to Chris, listening on WLS, calling from uh, Central Illinois. Chris, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Hey, Christopher, love the show. Glad to close out the weekend for you. Uh, I'm waiting for the Democrats to put out a evolution of history in the women's bathing suits from the 1920s, where they're the uh, one-piece jumpsuits with the little skirts, to then they were one-pieces with skirts, and then, you know, two pieces, and now they're the Leah Thomas Adidas Bulge of 2023. You know, that is a, uh, a disturbing but uh, good uh, thought as to show the progression and then the digression of women's swimwear in the United States of America. You know, um, you're right. You, you got the old, uh, you know, in olden days, a glimpse of stocking was looked on as something shocking swimsuits of the 1920s because women weren't really wearing swimsuits and going to the beach before that. You know, that was around the time that the Republicans forced the Democrats to give women the vote. That took about two decades. Democrats kept women for And yeah, now we've got, it's another thing altogether, isn't it? Thanks, Chris. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.